on August 4, 2014, two months worth of rain fell in the city of Burlington as thunderstorms swept through much of the southern Ontario region, flooding basements and causing millions of dollars in damage. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. This was the August 4th, 2014 hammering of Halton region with a deluge of rain that flooded the city of Burlington. It happened on this day in weather history. Burlington, Ontario, long known as the bedroom community for Toronto, is also known for its enviable location along the shores of Lake Ontario and for its history and agriculture, especially its many orchards of apples and pears. But for this reason, there are expansive rolling fields that have been developed into communities filled with homes. This topography is prime for flooding. At the height of the storm, much of Burlington from Appleby Line to Brant Street, both north and south of the Queen Elizabeth Way Highway, was underwater. It was a storm that essentially what we call stalled out over one region, this region known as Halton Region. Therefore, due to the extremely localized nature of this basically stationary cell, the result was this devastating flooding event that inundated sewage systems and catch basins. Sergeant Kerry Schmidt of the Ontario Provincial Police commented during the deluge, and I quote, I've been hearing reports of water, you know, up to the tops of vehicles. People are actually swimming from their cars. Flooding happened on major highways that resulted in motorists stranded where they stopped, in their vehicles. Let's remember, today is August 4th, so this was coinciding with the end of the August 1st Civic Long Weekend in Ontario. And this always translates to a much higher than average volume of traffic on the roads. And several sections of the Queen Elizabeth Way and Highway 407 were closed due to flooding around 7 p.m., prime time for people returning from their cottages, and it did just that wreaking havoc for motorists and cottagegoers that were on their way. Meanwhile, in the city of Burlington, several residential streets in the city experienced flooding. To actually get through the backyard, you had to wade through uh, three, four foot high uh, water. It was like rapids. You had to actually fight the current. Uh, you could see the water line on the shed of how high it was. The region fielded about 2,200 calls, and city officials estimated that more than 500 basements were flooded. It did actually start coming through the frames of the window in the basement, and it was just pouring in. It was the flooded basements that cost the insurance companies into the millions of dollars. Those who had insurance coverage for this were serviced as fast as possible. We saw the water rising. Um, our thoughts were, should we leave or not? And then it was like, get as much stuff as you can out of the basin. But you're actually kind of scared. Within about 15, 20 minutes, that cars were actually floating down the street. Freezers, uh, dryers, washers completely overturned, desks overturned, stereo systems theater completely wiped out, carpet everything, so complete damage. You're helpless. You're just completely helpless. You just, you just don't know what to do first. There were restrictions in clauses based on how the water actually entered the home. And as a result, there were many who had no coverage at all, they found out later, and they were on a waiting list that lasted several weeks into months before they were even taken care of. So just what happened? Well, I explained the weather angle just a moment ago, but there had to be something else. The weather alone 
could not do this to a city this still relatively young and still growing. Staff Sergeant Stephanie Jamison explains, and I quote, what happened was a number of the creeks and small little rivers throughout the city just got inundated with the amount of water we received. And so unfortunately they had nowhere to go and a number of them crested at the same time. I saw part of the uh, wall of the creek erode. It left a real mess, of course, until it went right uh, into the house. And then it started rising and rising to the point that we had a lake. We saw no more bushes, no more green from grass. It had all disappeared. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us, if you would, please. It's on a five-star system, and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is August the 5th. Tornado season can hit Manitoba, Canada pretty hard. We've already had some days in weather history with harrowing tales of twisters in a province filled with lakes. And tomorrow, it happened again. It was on August 5th, 2006 in Gull Lake. We'll see you then. It's This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.